Hello, and welcome back to the Visionary Rising podcast. In this episode, I'm going to dive into what you can do when you feel like you are checking all the boxes with your marketing and it's just not converting the way that you want it to. So we're going to go beyond the basics and talk about how you can diagnose and solve the problem. And I'm going to talk about this from two different perspectives. I'm also going to share an example of a small tweak that hugely impacted the results of one of my clients' funnels. We're going to talk about the importance of clear pathways to your different offers, services, or products, and the need to focus on both messaging and traffic. This conversation is so important, whether you are someone who is in the infancy of marketing business online, or if you are someone who has been in the game for a really long time and you notice that you've got some entangling to do, maybe you have certain programs or services that just aren't selling that well anymore, or maybe you're noticing that there are some blocks in your marketing strategy or some blocks along the client journey. This episode is going to help you really dive into figuring out what that means. This is so important because I don't want us to be operating from a place of reactivity. It can waste so much time and it can lead to a lot of frustration and honestly not get great results anyway. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that if you are struggling with this part of your marketing, it doesn't mean anything about the future success or the validity of your offer. And the example that I'm gonna share with you in this episode is actually gonna show you that. I have talked to so many other online business owners and creatives, including my current coach, who is absolutely incredible, that haven't had a whole lot of success when they first start talking about something and putting it out into the world. But through intentional effort and really analyzing what is going on so that they can fix it, they've been able to take that same program class and turn it into something really amazing for their businesses. The truth is that not every creative is going to be a natural when it comes to all of this back-end marketing stuff. And that doesn't mean anything about how qualified you are to teach what you know. It just means that it is a different skill and maybe a different angle of looking at what you're doing so that you can get the results that you're looking for. I'm gonna take your hand and guide you through diagnosing what's not working in your current marketing strategy so that you can fix it. So again, whether you're at the beginning or you're an OG who wants to really just make sure that all of the pathways to their offers are clean and that they're converting as well as they could be, you're gonna want to grab a notebook for this one because I'm gonna get into some really juicy and actionable tips that will help you transform your marketing, connect with more of those dreamy clients and help you really explode your business and your brand moving into 2024. So let's go. Welcome to the Visionary Rising, the podcast for freedom-seeking, heart-led creative entrepreneurs, course creators, and online business owners. I'm Jody Brown, marketing-obsessed hairstylist turned content creation agency owner and visibility mentor, and I'm here to help you build your magnetic brand, grow your audience, and become the authority in your space. You'll get the most up-to-date conversations and strategies on visibility, marketing, social media, mindset, and entrepreneurship so that you can grow your business in a way that feels as good as it looks. Here, we keep it real and go beyond the basics. I'm obsessed with helping creatives get seen and heard and paid well for their work. 
Beyond a podcast, this is a movement. Welcome to The Visionary Rising. In today's episode, I want to talk about one of the most frustrating and common problems that I see both in my work with one-on-one clients. It's just one of the number one reasons that people end up booking me as their mentor. And also, I just see this conversation happening a lot in the online space. And that is what to do when you are showing up and your marketing is just not converting. So this can apply across any profession, whether you are someone who has digital products or courses available and you are putting out content, you are doing all the things that you think you should be doing. And for whatever reason, you're just not making any sales. You're not attracting any clients or This could even apply if you're a photographer or you're a hairstylist and you are putting all this time and effort into your marketing and you are just not seeing any sort of conversions. You're not seeing any clients from your efforts. Now, often what a lot of us will do is we will guess at what the problem is. I have done this on several occasions at various points in my career, whereas now I definitely know how to pinpoint where an issue is. And this is, again, like I said, one of the things that I do frequently with my one-on-one clients. So I want to give you an example of how one small tweak changed the result that my client was getting from one of her funnels and also how we found the problem, because this is a a common issue. Finding the problem is everything. So I'm going to give you the example first, and then I'm going to talk about how we found and diagnosed the problem and how you can diagnose problems when it comes to your own marketing funnels. And really all a marketing funnel is, is a pathway for your potential clients to become clients, right? For someone to go from not knowing you to either being a part of your community or being a client or customer or whatever that looks like. So the example I'm going to give is I have a client and she has this really incredible funnel set up where there is a paid masterclass and then the paid masterclass goes to one of her signature courses because it just is a really perfect lead in. We have changed the pricing and increased it because what the problem had been before. So this is a beautiful example. When this product was at a, I want to say it was a $7 price point originally, right? So when this masterclass that was super valuable in its own right was at that $7 price point, lots of people would buy it, but there was very little conversion on the back end. So they would purchase the masterclass. She'd get great feedback about it. But there wouldn't be as many people who would be registering for the signature course, which is what it led into. Now, when we had started working together, one of the things that I do with all of my clients, because I think this is so vital, is we actually go through and we lay out the pathways to each of your offers. So often we create education and this happens whether you do in-person education, whether you do retreats, whether you do whatever services, whether you just do one-to-one coaching and there will be all these offers and we'll create them, but there won't actually be a clear way for someone to purchase it. So there won't be a clear path or a clear message for one specific product. So that's what we were going through and that's what we were looking at. So our first problem that we had to solve was there isn't enough people who are getting this front end product that are then going through and actually wanting to join the the program. 
So my first suggestion was that I thought there might be a price discrepancy when it came to the original offer and the course. So the first thing that we had done is we'd actually raised that masterclass up a little bit, still low ticket offer. However, which low ticket offer is essentially just a lead in, right? A way that we can give people a taste of what it's like to work with us. So that had been the initial way to think about bridging that gap. Now, what happened was the conversion from the masterclass to the signature course instantly went up. And at one point, it was at like 50%. So there weren't that many people purchasing this initial lead-in offer or this low-ticket offer. But the people who did were, half of them were going on to join this course. So we're like, okay, great problem to have solved, right? So then after that, we had realized that there was something that was missing in terms of making sales on this particular masterclass, on this particular entry point offer. So what we did is instead of thinking, oh, like there's just, it's just not going to work. This funnel's broken. This isn't going to work. There's no way that we can use this. I wanted to go and analyze every single piece. So when you are looking for a problem, this is what I want you to do. It's likely not that the entire thing isn't working. So in this case, the first thing I always look at is, are we getting enough traffic to this page? Are we getting enough people to actually see it? Because if no one's seeing the sales page, if no one is able to actually look at what it is that you're offering, then that is immediately the first problem that we want to solve, right? However, in this particular case, we had looked and there was plenty of people that were commenting. We had a many chat keyword set up from Instagram to go to this training and this was doing really well. So there was lots of people that were actually clicking through. There was lots of people that were commenting. The content was doing great. So obviously there was a, a desire to learn more about this thing, right? So that was the first thing out of the way. So then the next thing we want to look at when it comes to the purchase, right? We have the traffic and the messaging. Those are basically the two biggest pieces. A lot of people get caught up on adding things like urgency and scarcity and all of those things can work, but those are very much icing. And we never want to do that in an inauthentic way because to me, that's just not good marketing. That's just not where we want to put our focus. The biggest thing to put our focus on is the messaging and the traffic. That is what is going to make the biggest difference. So whenever I talk about the visibility ecosystem, that is what I mean by visibility and why I always start with your messaging because that is going to be super vital. So now you've got your brand messaging and you've got your actual messaging for your offers and for your programs. So for this, for this offer, the traffic was not an issue, which means that would take us to the messaging. And the messaging on social was obviously good because people were clicking through to look at the page, which leaves us with the page, right? That is the thing that is standing between the purchase, essentially. That is the thing that is standing between someone who is excited to learn more. They want the information on this education 
And then they go to the page and they're either going to decide, okay, it's it's going to make or break the decision, right? So we had decided that the page was likely one of the things that was causing the issue. So I went through and I audited, made some suggestions on what should be changed to really highlight the benefits and what they were to learn and really highlight the desire of the person who would benefit from this training. So we went through, made those changes. And in the past, this was not a super long time. And in the two weeks after, my client ended up selling dozens of this masterclass. So it had gone from selling barely at all. So actually, no, first step. It had gone from selling a lot, but then nothing coming of it afterwards to not selling really that much at all to selling consistently and keeping that beautiful slow through of the conversion afterwards. So this is the importance of solving problems in the right order. If we had gone in initially and thought, okay, we need to increase the amount of people that are getting into this mini training. If it wasn't converting on the back end, that would not have been the place that made sense to focus. So focusing on the first thing that that we saw and then letting that play out and then going in and focusing on that next, it really prevents a lot of wasted time. I'm going to recap finding and diagnosing the problem in your own marketing. And I'm going to give two different examples. I'm going to use the example again of hairstylist because that is the world that I came from. So if you are a stylist or a photographer, right, and you are trying to diagnose why you're not getting as many bookings as you like, First place to look is essentially going to be the top of your funnel, right? Because, and and the top of funnel could be anything from your social media. It could be, just think of the place where the most people are finding you initially. If you're running paid ads, any of those types of things can be your top of funnel, right? So then if that's doing well, so that's the first place to check. So if that's doing well, you move on to the next piece. And for that, you want to think about what is the next step. So for a lot of people that would be checking out the website, right? So if you're noticing that you're having a lot of people land on your website, but people are not actually taking the next step with you, whatever that step is, that would be where you want to look, right? If you notice that people are going through and they're looking at your website and maybe they're clicking through to your online booking, and then they are looking at your online booking, but they're not actually booking an appointment, that would be possibly indicative that there was an issue with the packages, the way that you're presenting, what you offer, and that could be the place that you would put your focus. So do you see how we're working through and we're almost doing a process of elimination? Now, if you're not getting any eyes on your business at all, so if you go to the social media piece and you're like, okay, no one's seeing my stuff, no one's seeing my content, no one's seeing my ads, then of course, There's not going to be anyone that's getting to that website. And then maybe there's no one getting to the online booking. So if you have a traffic problem, but then you're going in and you're spending all this time revising your menu and you're redoing your website, you're doing all these things, you're expending a lot of energy focusing on possibly the thing that's not going to move the needle as much, right? So then I'm going to give another example and we're going to do an online course creator, right? or a coach or educator or whatever. So if you are an educator and you have classes, right? And we're going to use like paid class example, whether it's an online class, in person, whatever. 
if you are going through, you're going to go through that same process. You're going to go through a very similar process. The pieces of your funnel might look different. So it might be you're going from social media and then you are trying to get people onto your email list using some sort of either like newsletter opt-in. Maybe you're using a quiz. Maybe you have a lead magnet or a low ticket offer, whatever that piece of your business is, that would possibly be the next step, right? And then your email marketing would be the thing that was trying to convert or the thing that happened after they joined your email list. And so what's really important to diagnose is where is the fall-off happening? It's sometimes really easy to stress about things like, we got to build up this back-end funnel. But if you're not getting the traffic, then it's going to be difficult to see the results of the effort of fixing things like your back-end funnels and automation and all of these things. Now, in no way does this mean that all of these pieces are not important. It's just about trying to be as intentional with your energy as possible. There are so many moving pieces. And when it comes to marketing, the frustration comes from not necessarily knowing where to make the moves, right? So if it's traffic, and then that is the thing that we want to be focusing on. If it is actually getting whatever the first step is, that could be indicative of a messaging issue. And honestly, a lot of these things will come back to either a messaging issue or a visibility issue. And it's really just figuring out where the fall off is. Sometimes too, what I'll see is an inconsistency almost. So maybe you come from the realm of being a content creator. Like that's comfortable. I see this a lot with hairstylist educators, or if you're like a creative, so say you're a photographer and then you started teaching other photographers business or you're a hairstylist and then you started teaching other hairstylists and you're more comfortable in the content creator realm than the marketing realm. That totally makes sense. Of course, right? The way that you do one thing, like that's going to be the comfort zone and what's going to feel natural. What can sometimes happen is you get used to using your authentic voice in that one medium, but it becomes a little bit more difficult to translate it. And this can happen too when there's a lot of like templates and there's a lot of quick fix ways that people get set up, which is fine. If that's when it's, if that's how you're getting set up, if that's what you need to do, I completely understand it. And I've used all of those things in the past. But what can sometimes happen is that there can be a disconnect between, say, your voice when they first meet you and then the voice through your sales process or through your launch process or when you're trying to fill spots in your classes or whatever that might be. So that's another thing to really look at is the continuity in your brand and the experience throughout the entire process. So we want to make sure, for example, that are any pages for your classes, any sales pages for your courses, all of that messaging needs to be really consistent with your brand. And this is why I think it's really important to put the time into understanding your voice, understanding your client, because I want to get into kind of the third thing that I see a lot of, and this is something that I 100% did at the beginning. And this was due to various advice you would get from people. It's so easy when there's so much information. And there's also a lot of people who are regurgitating information that they don't necessarily fully understand. 
So that's why I want to caveat this whole conversation with this is all just for information and just to know where to look if things aren't working the way that you want. This is in no way a judgment of things not working for you because essentially the best thing you can do as a business owner, in my opinion, is adopt an experimental mindset. Like you've got to be willing to test things that don't necessarily work. You've got to be willing to pivot instead of burning everything to the ground and starting again. For example, if you have a launch that doesn't necessarily work out, that doesn't mean that your program is trash. It doesn't mean that your program can't help people, especially if it's a proven program. Almost every course creator and educator I know has had classes or coaching programs or cohorts that didn't sell all the way out. It's really normal. But what we can do instead of throwing in the towel and getting frustrated and thinking, oh, this just must not work. People don't want this. This program's not good or I'm not good enough or this isn't something that's going to work or the online course industry is dead or whatever else might initially run through your head. Instead, we can think, okay, after that, what I now have is a lot of data. I have a lot to analyze so that I can actually pinpoint where the problem is and come back stronger next time really nail in my messaging. I truly believe, and I remember hearing this a really long time ago, the number one quality that most people who achieve uncommon success have is tenacity. It's being willing to keep going. It's being willing to do things like troubleshoot your messaging. Maybe it's time to do a little market research if you're feeling really lost. Maybe it's time to just get some actual data so that you can make decisions based on the facts and where the issues are coming into play versus emotion. So the third thing that I want to talk about is a really common mistake that I see and what to do instead. I just really, truly want to help you get clear on what is not working so that you can fix the actual problem instead of running yourself ragged, either burning everything to the ground and starting again, or just feeling really bad about yourself because things aren't working. Not only will this be a more intentional and effective use of your time, but it's also going to get you way better results. Like I said, a couple weeks and a tweaked sales page is all it took for my client to literally 10x her sales. She could have easily said, you know what? This is too expensive or this, the price increases why people are not purchasing or this, or maybe this, maybe this funnel isn't right. There's so many different directions that she could have gone, but instead she chose to look at it critically and we worked together and figured out what wasn't working and then made it work. So when it comes to this mistake that I see, and like I said, I have done this, I have done this before and it did not work. And that is just adding more stuff instead of cleaning up the messaging. So when I had, I can't remember whether it was my first or second launch ever, but the sales hadn't, they just weren't going in the middle, right? This was very much the traditional open cart, closed cart launch, which is absolutely not the only way to do it. This client I was talking about, like that is on a completely evergreen basis. So this is not the only way to do it, but this was the way I was doing it at the time. So basically what traditionally can happen is at the beginning, when you are opening up, there can be a lot of sales. And then at the end, there can be a lot of sales. And then at the middle, it can be quiet. 
So when I first started, there was a lot of emotion for me tied to the outcome of these things. I think we can all relate to that as entrepreneurs, as visionaries. We put so much of our heart and soul into what we create and what we do. So when I wasn't getting the the signups that I wanted, I'd had an influx at the beginning, not quite as many as I was hoping for, which happens literally to everyone. And then it was quiet in the middle. I started freaking out. I started spiraling and I started thinking like, oh my goodness, like I, I need to figure this out. Like I, I had spent money on ads. I had paid my team to help. And I was like, I really need to get this going. And that was, again, one other lesson is coming that at it from that position of like, I need more and not having any trust in all of the things that I created. That was my first mistake. My second mistake was I started adding things. I started adding in like extra bonuses and a one-on-one call and all of these things. And it didn't actually end up helping that much. So I did have people who joined at the end The sales ended up being fine. I had an amazing group. And honestly, that was just such an incredible group. I still talk to so many of my coaching clients, even from like four years ago, because I just get really invested with my people. I want to see them thrive. I want to see them succeed. And it ended up being a really incredible experience, a really incredible group. There was enough students in there. It was wonderful. And I had wasted all of the time that I could have actually been analyzing the messaging on adding extra stuff. So what happened the next time I went to launch is I still had this old messaging, right? I had realized that adding all this extra stuff wasn't necessarily going to work, but I had wasted an opportunity. Now, luckily, I have a copywriting background. So I had gotten the testimonials. I got the things and I had actually noticed that there was something that wasn't quite right with the messaging. But I noticed this when we were already starting getting everything in motion and doing all the things. So I then had a whole bunch of work for myself to change all this messaging and to figure this out. And the biggest lesson that I took away from this is I did myself a massive disservice and caused myself a lot of unnecessary stress and did not get any better results by being reactive, okay? The extra bonuses, the extra stuff that I threw in there that wasn't really even that necessary, if I'm being honest, for getting the result from my people because I put everything that is absolutely necessary in the program. I am such a huge believer in mastery and in making sure that we're creating products and services that get results. So I'd already done that work. So all of this extra stuff was just me operating from a lack mentality and it was me operating from a reactive state, which was a huge mistake. So had I used that time instead of being reactive to really dig into the messaging and start tweaking things that felt a little off or start incorporating some of the language from the conversations I was having with people who were thinking about joining, that would have been a way better use of my time and I would have been setting myself up for long-term success. So in the beginning of getting into marketing, particularly education, it's so easy to focus on features instead of benefits. So things like You'll get 16 video trainings. You'll get a giant workbook. You'll get this much access to me and all of these things, right? 
So it can be really easy to focus on those things. But that's actually not what gets people to take action and join programs. I've never joined a program because of a certain amount of calls or pages in a workbook. I've always joined programs because A, I wanted to work with the coach because I trusted them. I'd seen the results they'd gotten and I just liked the, the way that they operated, who they were as a person. And two, because I wanted the result. So when I think back to, I joined several years ago, I joined the Copy Cure by Marie Forleo because I wanted to get really great at conversion copywriting. I wanted to get great at sales copy, at writing sales pages, at writing emails, both so that I could really understand my own marketing and also so that I could have a critically trained eye to help out my clients in my agency side, my coaching clients. So that was where, that was the reason. It was the result I wanted. I didn't care how many modules it was. I didn't care how many calls there were. Like, I just wanted to know, will this give me the skills that I need to take the action that I want? And that is how I've approached every single course that I have purchased since then. Think about the way that you join programs. Think about the way that you choose coaches. Do you choose coaches because the amount of time you get with them? Or do you choose coaches because of the way that they operate and the result that they are getting and who they are and what they are capable of helping you with? That is what I want you to ask yourself because that is going to allow you to reflect on how you are marketing your own offers and your own products and your own services, right? This is so important because that is probably the biggest change that you can make in your marketing that will get you the best results, right? It's going to allow you to understand your people. It's going to allow you to be better at what you do and therefore attract more of the right people. So if you are struggling right now to sign clients as a coach or to market your classes or courses, I really would encourage you to look in those two areas. So the first thing that we talked about is making sure to pinpoint the correct problem, right? So pinpointing where the drop-off is happening, where the place within your marketing funnel or your marketing pathway people are falling off, And then the second thing is if you're not selling the way that you want to and people aren't getting their eyes on it, say none of this is working, right? None of it's working. The content's not working. The the sales pages aren't working. The email funnels aren't working. None of it's working. Then I really want you to examine what is going on with the messaging because adding on extra bonus classes or adding on extra things that don't actually increase the results that they're getting from your program isn't going to help your ideal clients, right? This is just going to be something that feels like a quick fix. And truly, it's not likely to be effective. It probably just won't work. So I want you to think about the features of what you do and think about switching that to talking about the benefits and the desires of your ideal client, right? Think about if you have these video trainings, why? So what? Why do you have these trainings? What is the benefit? What is the advantage? And then I want you to think about the desire and how what you do can help your ideal client get to that desired result. 
How is it going to improve their lives? So for example, say you have a course that is teaching hairstylists how to get a seamless blend in their color applications, right? It's not going to be super exciting for them to hear there's eight video lessons on balayage. What might be interesting to them to hear though is we are gonna walk you through my exact process for making sure you never see a blotch on the hair again, you never see orange in your work, like you ensure you get a clean lift and a beautiful blend and you talk about the things that they want and how the content of your course helps them get it. And I wanna caveat this, make sure that your service or product does deliver on the promise. You always want to operate with integrity in that regard. So we want to make sure that everything that we're saying in our marketing is true. And also that is what they want and ultimately what they desire. So those are the things that I really want you to look through if you are someone whose marketing is not converting the way that you want it to. You want to dive deeper. You have any questions that you want me to answer here on the podcast, send me a DM over on Instagram or leave a review with any topics that you want me to cover here on The Visionary Rising. I hope this has been so helpful. I hope that you took notes and you're going to go and apply this because at the end of the day, you are a visionary. You are here to create something beautiful. You're incredible. What you do matters. If you enjoyed this episode, send it to an entrepreneurial visionary bestie. Leave us a rating and make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. I will see you back here, same time, same place next week.